0: Hey, guys, it's never a good look when you untuck a long,
1: bulky dress shirt. You might think it makes you look casual, but more than likely it just ends up looking sloppy. That's why Untuck It makes shirts unspe- specifically designed to be worn untucked. A casual shirt that's not too long, not too short, it's just right. Their are shirts designed so well, GQ calls them perfection. Untuck It shirts are a go-to for any occasion from casual to dressy. Your old pal Dr. Steve has four of these in his closet, and he likes to speak about himself in the third person, but um, my wife loves them. She doesn't uh, fuss at me anymore about looking sloppy with my stupid uh, untucked shirts, and uh, matter of fact, uh, she started buying them for me, uh, as well as gifts, just because we both love them so much. They don't only look good, they feel great, the fabric's fantastic. Um, You know, if you're a woman wishing you can have one of these, well, Untuck It now makes shirts for women, too, and shirts for her that are casual, versatile, and designed to last. Log on to UntuckIt.com. Check out all the new arrivals. Use the promo code MEDICINE for 20% off your entire purchase. You can also visit one of untuckets over 25 retail locations across the country. Stop hiding your shirt with your pants and your pants with your shirt. untucket.com, your solution to perfecting casual. Use promo code MEDICINE for 20% savings for first-time customers. You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riot Cast Network. Riotcast.com. I need to touch it. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus I've got the Ebola virus dripping from my nose I've got the leprosy of the heart valve Exacerbating my incredible woes I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave An ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave I want a magic pill for all my ailments The health equivalent of Citizen Kane And if I don't get it now in the tablet I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane I want a requiem for my disease
2: like Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve
1: it's weird medicine the first and still uns Shit. you think after 13 years
3: <laughs>
1: it's weird medicine the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio now a podcast I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal Dr. Scott the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the alternative medicine wackos at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. She who will do most anything for a glass of expensive wine. It's Lady Diagnosis.
3: What's up, Doc?
1: She who will not do anything no matter how expensive the wine is. It's <laughs> my wife, Tacey. Yay! <laughs> and holding up the uh, technical aspect of the show, it's Sensei AJ. Hello, Sensei.
2: Hello, Dr. Steve.
1: This is the show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question, you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 head Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine, at Lady Diagnosis, and W. M. Visit our website at WeirdMedicine.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at CafePress.com slash Weird Medicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, or whatever. Yeah, very good. Got any uh, um, stories for today?
3: I have a question. Okay. <clears throat> First of all, CBD oil. Okay. What is that?
1: Okay, so CBD oil is um, cannabidiol, mm-hmm. or it's an oil made of uh, cannabidiol, and it's a naturally occurring uh, cannabinoid, and it is a constituent of cannabis. So it is Mm-kay. you can get it from pot plants or you can get it from hemp. And so in this country, now, I am not a lawyer. I wish we had a uh, doctor uh, or, uh, well, he's a jurist doctor, uh, Jefferson the shyster here so he could explain it to us. My understanding is, cannabidiol is currently legal in all fifty states. It is indicated for the treatment of refractory seizures in children and pediatric patients, and it's very effective for that. Um, and you can purchase it
3: in drugstores. Oh, correct?
1: for you can purchase it just about anywhere, anywhere you damn now. well please. Yep. There's, we have a, a an Amish cheese store called yoders that's not too far from here and they're selling it mm-hmm.
3: so is it a pill i know they have it in an oil but is it also in other forms
1: i am um for oh,
3: medicinal purposes
1: I, you could make it into like a gel cap or something like that i, I think in its natural form cannabidiol is in an oil form mm-hmm. uh, i'm not 100 percent sure on that i'm that's this i'm not an expert on i could become an expert Within five minutes if I need to. So, but um, I think the more interesting thing is, is what's this being used for and where is it and where does it lie in this sort of spectrum with, you know, medical marijuana or full legalization of marijuana? Yes, ma'am.
4: What about testing? Does it show up?
1: Yeah, that's – thank you for asking that. Let me um, – oops, uh uh-oh. Give yourself a bill! Because I really wanted to talk about that because – Uh, I know of people who I am convinced were only using CBD oil. And uh, if it was pure, just cannabidiol, it would not show up as THC in your urine drug screen. But the cannabidiol, even the pharmaceutical grade, is 0.3% THC. And that test is so sensitive that I have seen... Or Let me say it this way. I have heard of people who had a positive THC on their drug test and were pretty convinced that all they were using was the CBD mm-hmm. oil. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got to be careful about that mm-hmm. and at least declare it if you're if you're having a urine drug test.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've got a question, too. <clears throat> yeah. I'll say, for instance, if if I'm getting a, uh, my pain medicines refilled by my pain medicine doc and, yeah. and I test you. Yep. Yeah. In the state of Tennessee, and it shows positive. What happens if if I was in Colorado last week? And right, no, they don't care. Okay, so you know what I'm dep- saying? It
1: depends yeah. on the contract that you have okay. with the pain management person. So some of them may say. Uh, if the, any use of illicit substances will um, warrant immediate discharge from our practice, they don't care if you where got you, it, okay. it in a place not. where it was legal. Okay. It's illicit here, okay. and so and and you're right. You could have been if you were chronically using a month ago mm-hmm. in Colorado, perfectly legally, right. and then you come to a place like Tennessee where it's not legal and you have uh and even there may be pain clinics in Colorado that say we right. don't we're not cool with you using um uh you know marijuana uh, while we're treating you. I don't know why they would say that because it there are studies that show that people who use medical marijuana use less opioids, but that's you know that's, it's it depends on the policy of that particular clinic. There are pain clinics that may say Uh, If the illicit substances are found in your urine drug screen, you may be uh, ejected from our practice or dismissed from our practice. And that gives you a little wiggle room. So you got to talk to them and say, hey, you know, I would like to use this CBD oil and I understand that I could become positive because of this. Is this going to be a problem? Talk to – always talk ahead of time. This is one of those situations where it's not better – to do something and ask for forgiveness later. You got to talk to them up front because in 2018, these pain clinics are, they're just got a hair trigger for giving you the boot. Yep.
3: So, do, what is the oil supposed to do? Is it supposed to relieve pain? Like if you have foot pain, can you rub it on your foot
1: and your foot doesn't? I hurt? know people who do this.
3: Is that what it's supposed to be for?
1: Um, okay. It was supposed to. It's a natural molecule. So, unless you you know um use a teleological uh uh argument in other words assigning meaning where perhaps there is no meaning there's no supposed it's not supposed to be for anything it's just a molecule that the hemp plant produces now um uh people are touting it for all kinds of stuff migraines chemo related nausea um uh which uh THC is known to help for um uh, neuropathic pain, you know, all kinds of stuff.
2: Insomnia.
1: Oh, insomnia. Sure. Yep. So when I was looking while we were uh, talking, there are these receptors in the brain for these it, cannabinoids. We, for cannabinoids, mm-hmm. we. This, it's just really interesting because it just shows how, uh, like H.G. Wells said at the end of, um, and, and I don't have the exact quote but he talked about why the spoiler alert okay the book was written 100 <laughs> years ago that the martians couldn't live on this planet because they weren't um they they could not live in peace with our microbes you know they just hit the martians and just ate them to pieces right that's how we, we didn't win that war mm-hmm. uh the microbes won it for us and H. D. Wells said you know because we evolved together We've earned the right to live here with these, you know, microscopic organisms, right? So it is interesting that uh, yeast shit makes us high, Mm -hmm. you know, alcohol, Mm -hmm. and um, that we have cannabidiol uh, receptors in the brain or, you know, because we make what they call endogenous cannabinoids. We produce molecules inside our bodies that hit these receptors that also pot um, hits and this CBD oil hits. So uh, that's how related we are to the plants around us too, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, why would it be that we would have receptors in the brain for, uh, you know, an extract of poppy seeds or poppy mm-hmm. plants, which we call opium, Um it's because we and it through our evolution, there were uses for those receptors, and we continue to make things which we call endogenous opioids, which are uh morphine like or opium like substances that our bodies produce, and we have uses for those. when you get shot and you don't feel the pain immediately, it's probably that when you get high after running a, a marathon, it's probably those things yep. you know, and they have others you know opioid receptors just getting on a tangent, have other uses too. You know, there are tumors, cancerous tumors that have opioid receptors on their surface. Now, why would those be there? Hell, you can't ask why. They just do. They do, yeah. And in a subfraction of those, those opioid receptors are connected to the growth center. And in a subfraction of those, they're connected in a negative way. In other words, when you take uh, uh, morphine, or some other pain medication because you have cancer pain and it hits those opioid receptors on the tumor. It stops them from growing. Mm-hmm. So we can't just say, well, I'm going to treat everybody with cancer with pain medication because it is a small subfraction of people. But there are ways to test for that. Mm-hmm. There's a chemical or a, a, um, a molecule called bombesin, and it doesn't matter what it is or what it does, but in cancer line, lung cancer lines – that secrete low levels of bombazin, uh, those uh, lung cancer lines are exquisitely sensitive to methadone. And when you when they're exposed to methadone, they will die. Hmm. They'll go through what they call programmed cell death, a.k.a. apoptosis. So you better believe, you know, I used to smoke three packs a day since AJ. And um, when I get my lung cancer, I'm going to demand a bombazin stain. And if it's low, I'm going to be put on methadone. Mm. I'll find somebody to write it for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. <laughs> so sounds like a plan. So that's interesting. So, but we mm. make these these receptors. That's that's why these medicate or these drugs work for us because mm. there's pre-made receptors and we're just kind of overwhelming them. So, uh, CB two receptors are common in the immune system, and uh, they affect inflammation and pain. So it does make sense that if you uh, agonize those receptors by rub, maybe rubbing this oil on it, that presumes that the molecule can get from the skin, pass through the skin, and somehow get into the place that you're wanting it to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced I've seen good evidence of that, but there may be some. Because um, that's all
3: fairly new, isn't it?
1: Yes. Well, it, the molecule, of course, is... <laughs> Millions of years old, but...
3: But using the oil. You,
1: this this phenomenon <laughs> of uh, having uh, CBD oil readily available at Yoder's mm-hmm. um, uh, Amish store is something new. New to me, anyway. Uh, CB1 receptors are in the brain. They deal with coordination, movement, pain, emotions, and mood, thinking, appetite, memories, and other functions. And if you've ever... Um, you know, and I've heard of this. I obviously I wouldn't know, but if you've ever used THC uh, in its illicit form or legally, as Doctor Scott has done, I think you're the only one in the room that's done legal marijuana. Yes, um, I'm an overachiever. <laughs> and you win. You do it, and then you read. You know, it makes the re- the things that you're reading very vivid and all that kind of stuff, and your memories. Or you go to sleep. That. So
3: you don't read after. No, I just pot. go to sleep. <laughs>
1: Now here's something here's something really interesting. Cannabidiol they used to think that uh, CBD attached to the CB two receptors because they don't you don't get high off of cannabidiol mm. so it obviously doesn't attach to CB one right. so it must be CB two and the CB two are the ones that affect inflammation and pain and then the immune system and all that stuff it affects the immune system if it could rev it up it might be you know efficacious for cancer that's why people think that. But instead it seems to direct the body to use more of its own cannabinoid. So, you know, there's a lot of research that's still being done on this stuff. Cool.
3: Every so. time you say cannabinoid, I just want to go do doo doo doo, doo, doo. <laughs>
1: cannabinoid. <laughs> do <doo, doo>, <laughs> Cannabinoid. do <laughs> <laughs> They did that with uh, Jim Norton. He kept saying phenomenal. Oh,
3: I love that word too.
1: <laughs> and it was phenomenal. Do 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 Uh, Let's see here. After researching the safety and effectiveness of CBD oil for treating epilepsy, the FDA approved the use of CBD as a therapy, and it's uh, sold under the trade name Epidalex. So, so of course, you know somebody's going to figure out a way to make money off of it. That's why this stuff is not being suppressed. They can make money off of it. So Mm -hmm. for two rare conditions characterized by epileptic seizures – And this was in 2018. There's this one called Lennox-Gastaut syndrome. It's a condition that appears between the ages of three and five years, involves different kinds of seizures, and Dravet syndrome, a rare genetic condition that appears in the first year of life and involves frequent fever-related seizures. So there you go. Um Let's look at some other research. Findings suggest that CBD may treat many complications linked to epilepsy, such as neurodegeneration, neuronal injury, and psychiatric diseases. Another study in current pharmaceutical design found that CBD may produce effects similar to those of certain antipsychotic drugs, that the compound may provide a safe and effective treatment for people with schizophrenia. Kids, don't treat your schizophrenia at home. If you're schizophrenic, Take your medication, talk to your prescriber. Um, There are – we talked earlier about CBD having some effect on the immune system and maybe, therefore, there could be some anti-cancer effects. Uh, Authors of a review published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology found evidence that CBD significantly helped to prevent the spread of cancer. So, you know, uh, I don't have any details on that, but if they can reproduce that – I could see a day when when you get your primary cancer, they might put you on CBD to try to prevent it from becoming what we call metastatic or moving to another part of the body. So They pointed out CBD has low levels of toxicity. They called for further research. So yep. don't assume, if, and we don't even know what route you have to take it, if the oral route would even work for something like that. Uh, uh, authors of a review from Neurotherapeutics found that CBD may help to reduce anxiety in people with certain related disorders. Well, you know what? After reading this, I'm going down to – so-and-so's Medical Mart and going to buy some, and I'll report back. <laughs> <laughs> Acne, another t- promising treatment for the use of CBD, Alzheimer's disease. Oh, well, hell yeah. You better I'm get a gallon of this shit. Oh, yeah,
3: grab a bunch of that.
1: Um, okay, uh, so here's the legal issues. Cannabis is legal for either medicinal or recreational use in some American states. Dr. Scott's well aware of that. Yes. Other states have approved the use of CBD oil as a hemp product, but not the general use of medical marijuana. Uh, state and federal laws differ in current marijuana and CBD legislation. in The U.S. can be confusing, even in states where marijuana is, marijuana is legal. Uh, uh, let's see here. There's an ever-changing number of states that do not necessarily consider marijuana to be legal, but have laws directly related to CBD oil. And uh, this was accurate as of May 18, 2018. Um, So state legislatures generally approve the use of CBD oil at various concentrations to treat a range of epileptic conditions. You just got to check with your state. My understanding was that it was legal in all 50 states, but I may be... uh, I may be incorrect. Uh, obviously, I am because it says here different states require different levels of prescription to possess and use CBD oil. In Missouri, for example, a person can use CBD uh, of a, per- a particular composition if they can show that three other treatment options failed to treat their epilepsy. So, uh, but you know, like I said, around here, they're just selling it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, You know, if they don't have a law specifically banning it, it may be legal by default, too. And, again, I wish I had Jefferson here. Uh, You know what? We'll look that up, and I'll – don't take anything I said with anything but a grain of salt as far as the legality of CBD oil until we do a little bit more research on that. So, but anyway, yeah, excellent question, Lady Diagnosis. Well, thank you. Give yourself a bill.
0: So Why? What made you
1: think of this? I mean, did you have a specific reason for it?
3: Well, a friend of mine was driving to work, and she saw a sign that said for foot pain, CBD oil. And then we were talking about it, and she said, well, does it really work? And I said, I don't know. And then I said, well, I wonder if that would show up on a drug test. So we just were curious.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I,
2: well, I can tell you, you know, a lot of our patients are looking for anything other than the opiates since they're getting them taking off or, or you know aren't getting, it's they're prescribed getting harder much of their try yeah but um some people get some re- results from the CBD oil i just tell them if it's worth a try i mean it's certainly not yeah. going to hurt, for, unless you're allergic to it, it's not going to hurt anything right yeah. right right
1: right so okay try so it. there you go Taste. you got anything to say on that nope i would really like to go to a state where it's legal uh just to use marijuana, mm-hmm. and I've said this for some time mainly because you know, when I was in high school, it was you were terrified every time you uh, bought a joint from somebody that you were going to get thrown in jail because uh, there was this guy, John Sinclair, in uh, An- who was in Michigan, who was apparently we always said he was a political prisoner, uh, that he got busted, you know, put away for five or ten years for two joints, and you know, everybody was terrified. And it was always been on my bucket list to be able to abuse marijuana in a legal, in you know, in a legal way. You know, I won't use it if it's illegal. I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, but if it's legal, hell yeah, I'm all in. So you know, I, I think. Um, and I mean, for, that's
3: another thing. Even if it's legal, your employer can well, no, no, prohibit you're right. it. No,
1: you're absolutely right. But
3: people don't think about that.
1: Yeah, and um, so that's that would be still a concern. But um, uh, yeah, maybe when I retire, I'll just move to. Colorado and go crazy. (laughs) How about that taste?
4: Grow a beard. Or the beach.
1: Okay, if the beach, if it's, yeah. And, well, I can drink beer at the beach, and that's, I've been satisfied with that for 40 years, so it's totally fine. Not wine, though. I've drunk Mm. the last drop of wine I will ever drink in my life uh, last weekend.
3: It's so good.
1: I don't even. We don't even have – just make up your own story. It, what, Whatever you think of, this was worse. <laughs> Absolutely worse. Uh, so, fun times. Yeah, Love those, to have those, seen that. Right. <laughs> hey, don't forget stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com for all of your Amazon needs. Please go there and use that um, uh, page. It's got all the products we've ever talked about uh, except for CBD oil on this show. And you can just scroll down, including the new sex toy, which we have – sadly not had a chance to use mainly because of what happened last week with the wine and the weekend before oh. with the wine so so we will uh,
2: hmm.
1: <laughs> that's not directly true but it's probably AM related <laughs> so but we'll uh, report back on that don't forget dot audio.com offer code fluid for 33% off the uh, best earbuds for the price uh, and the best customer service anywhere, offer code FLUID, 33% off. It's like buying three things for the price of two. Dr. Scott's website, it's simplyherbals.net. simplyherbals.net. uh And he still has um, his uh, uh, Simply Herbal Sinus Rinse, which doc- since AJ is giving Let's a stop. thumbs up. It's I'm up. giving a thumbs up. Lady Diagnosis. Uh, Tacy. Yep, she giving a, she's giving a thumbs up on the radio, um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Everyone in the room uh, is uh, is a fan. And uh, don't forget uh, blueapron.com slash medicine for uh, three free meals, and untucket.com, uh, and uh, use offer code medicine for 20% off your first order.
4: Those Untucket shirts are really nice looking. They are. They're really nice looking.
1: They really are thank you Tais. Uh and if you want archives of the show go to premium. that's premium.drsteve.com. for a buck 99 you get uh, uh, access to um, uh, the archives and some premium material that we don't use you know that we don't let other people listen to so all right want to answer let's answer another question uh oh why maybe Maybe we will. Hey, Dr. Steve. Okay, so
3: yeah. I had a question about uh, abortion. <clears throat> when people are always, you know, against abortion, understood in their beliefs of whatever, you know, uh, but when it comes to birth control, how does that work? Does it, enter, does it make it where the sperm, or how does that work? I mean, in a way, does it destroy it anyway, like birth control, I guess? It, it, does it destroy... Is it a pregnancy, or, or is it keep it from the egg, or how does it work? Because my question would be, is wouldn't birth control be kind of like aborting, in a way? Uh, which is overlooked, I guess, if people were all against abortion.
4: <clears throat> <I am.
1: clears throat> okay, well, he was having a, it sounded like he was in a TB ward, but... Um, yeah, I, well,
4: I, I thought, thought we weren't going to go political anymore. Well, on this that.
1: isn't a political question, this really yeah, is a medical is. Is. question. Now, because I'm... I'm not going to comment on the abortion thing. This is, people have, you know, people of of uh, sound mind can have a legitimate disagreement about that. But what he's asking is, uh, are is taking oral contraception the same thing as having an abortion? And the truth is, it's not because um, it's not the, it's not that the sperm and the egg are meeting and fertilizing, and then somehow the pill is causing that that um, fertilized egg not to develop, it's preventing uh, uh, ovulation in the first place. Mm -hmm. So when women are pregnant, they don't ovulate. And so it's kind of, in a way, this is one way to think of it, it's fooling the body into thinking it's already pregnant. So the the woman does not ovulate.
4: What about the morning after pill?
1: Okay, uh, now, See, you're the one who just said That's you didn't want to different. get political. <laughs> That's different. Now, the morning, the morning after pill also... Now, you know that
4: that question, you could go into any <laughs> other yeah, church and get a totally different answer depending on what church you decide to go to.
1: Well, okay. Again, I'm just trying to give the medical answer mm-hmm. and not be political. Um, it, it, You're preventing ovulation. With the birth control pill. With the birth Correct. control pill. Now, the primary... Uh, reason to take the morning-after pill is also to prevent ovulation. So you take it, and it, uh, because the sperm can hang around for like five days, right? Mm-hmm. So if you ovulated during that time, uh, even if you hadn't ovulated before and you're not on the pill, then you could get pregnant. So what you're trying to do with the morning-after pill is to prevent that possible ovulation. Now, if you've already ovulated, there are some factors that the uh, Plan B can also affect, including uh, the ability to implant or the ability for the sperm to actually fertilize the egg. So uh, it makes it m- much more difficult for that to happen. But you can get pregnant on Plan B if you've already ovulated. And you can get pregnant on the pill, too. You can get pregnant on condoms. You know, the the only way to n- ensure that you don't get pregnant is not to have intercourse.
4: Don't have sex. Yeah. Anyway. Which is my favorite method?
1: Yes, of course. And <laughs> yeah. the, I, I, I know that um, that that's your whole reasoning is because you just don't want to get pregnant, and I understand. That. <laughs> I'm anti. We anti-sex. are kind of too old for kids,
2: aren't we? Hi, I, I'm just wondering about this uh, shingles vaccine. If it's sort of the same type of virus that say herpes one or herpes two is, how come they can make a virus mm-hmm. or? a uh, a vaccine for shingles and they can't seem to make one for genital herpes or for mouse herpes. How about that? Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Uh, no, it's a great question. Uh, they're still having a hard time coming up with a herpes vaccine. They had one or they had two in the pipeline and the clinical trials they did on them showed that it was not as effective as they wanted it to be. So they have abandoned those and those were supposed to come out this year. Mm-hmm. So um, there was one study that showed the people who got the shingles vaccine because shingles is a herpes. You know, shingles is the chicken pox virus, mm-hmm. the chicken pox virus is uh, called varicella zoster or herpes zoster. So it is a they are related. And the medication that you take to treat herpes is the same medication you take to treat chickenpox. You just have to use a much larger dose for chickenpox. So it does make sense that if you take the shingles vaccine, perhaps it would protect against um, uh, herpes. And uh, there's two kinds of protection. There's protection against contracting herpes in the first place, and protection against uh, recurrences. And if you remember how herpes works, you get exposed to it, it. You get a primary event and a bunch of blisters and painful cluster of, of blisters. You may even get fever, my, you know muscle aches and pains. And then it goes away and you think it's, you're all done with it. But what it's doing is it's hiding in the nervous system. The nervous system is pretty uh, protected from the immune system and that's its trick. So it lives in these nerve bundles called ganglia where the immune system can't get at it. And, uh, then it will come back and come back and come back over and over and over again. And, you know, depending on certain host factors, it could be that it comes back once every two weeks or once a month or once every three years or whatever. You just don't know. So, uh, it would be really nice to be able to have a vaccine for once people have gotten herpes to prevent it from coming back, and that's what the shingles vaccine really is doing. Is you've gotten chickenpox, the chickenpox virus is hidden in these ganglia, and then later on it comes out and really causes problems. Chickenpox is kind of a breeze to walk through, uh, but shingles sucks. Sucks. Yeah, Tacey had shingles and Ugh. it sucked really bad. So, and you can get it in bad places like your eye or your face or your genitals. Privates. in your grounds. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and it hurts, and it can cause pain that lasts past the point of the viral syndrome. It's called post-herpetic uh, neuralgia, neuralgia. Mm-hmm. and it can last for um, years, years, if not for the rest of your life. So, yeah. So we would like to prevent that. So... Um, uh, get your shingles vaccine if you're in the proper age group. The new one, Shingrix, is supposed to be really, really effective, and I'm going to get one tomorrow. Yeah.
4: So there are two different types of shingles vaccines, right? Or two. Well, there's different only one ones. that we're
1: recommending right now. Okay. Yeah. So there was the Zostavax, and I don't, and and that, but the the one that I'm aware of now is the Shingrix. That's the newest one.
3: So who should get the shingles yeah, what's, vaccine? What's the age?
1: Okay, so uh, I want to make sure I get this right.
3: Yeah, don't lie to us.
1: (laughs) Let's see here. So people who are at risk for getting um, shingles should have it. And let's see who those people are. So um, uh, Zostavax is approved for people age 50 and older. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention aren't recommending it until you reach, reach age 60 when the risk of shingles and its complication is highest. Studies show protection from Shingrix may extend beyond five years, and it's approved and recommended for people age 50 and older. So if you're going to get the old school one, which I'm not recommending anymore, you wait till you're 60. If you're 50 or older, you can go ahead and get the Shingrix right what now. What
4: if you've had the shingles before, asking for a friend? <laughs> asking for a friend
1: yeah they still recommend that you get the shingles vaccine if you're in the right age group even if you've had shingles
4: what if you're not in the right age group
1: no then you then you should not get it because it'd be weird yeah you've already had it so you're probably protected from having it come back again unless you have an a you know an immune system problem why what do you want to do
4: well i don't want to do that again (laughs) I mean, my friend doesn't want to do that. Again. Yeah.
1: The- Said her friend.
4: <laughs> the Because um- I thought Steve had some explaining to do.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. It wasn't me that had any explaining to do, if you recall.
4: What?
2: <laughs>
4: Somebody didn't want to talk about <laughs> this.
2: <laughs> no, hell no. The 30 minute clock just went off. And we're done. Yep. Thanks, guys. It, we, uh, okay. Thanks for coming. See you next week. Because.
1: I wasn't the one that had Dr. some explaining Scott's to do. Dr. her balls. That's right, yeah. We'll get them her balls. We'll talk about that after the show. hmm <laughs> What? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. by God. No, no, hell no. No, it's 30 minutes. You <laughs> promised 30 minutes. i fucking with
4: you for fuck's sake. You promised, 30, minutes. You promised 30 You promised 30 minutes. Which is oh. why I didn't have oh. something to
1: explain. 30 minutes. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or she's not. Here we go. Zostavax is a live vaccine given as a single injection usually in the upper arm. Shingrix is non-living vaccine. It's given in two doses 2 to 6 months between doses. And the most common side effects of either shingles vaccine are redness, pain, tenderness, swelling and itching at the injection site and headaches. So there you go.
4: At the injection site.
1: At the injection site. <laughs> oh <my gosh.
4: laughs>
1: All right, so fuck all y'all. Let's get on the out. Get on <laughs> of y'all. Um, did we do our commercials?
4: It's good talking to everybody. Mm-hmm.
3: Good show. Yes, we did our commercials.
1: The um, uh, incubation time for herpes, by the way, is four days. So, um, if you have intercourse with someone and you don't get herpes in four days you're probably not going to get it.
4: honestly I was yep. wondering how I got herpes and how I was gonna explain it to you exactly. I was just messing with I'm, oh, of
1: course thank you thank you oh shoot that the tension is so oh.
2: feel so <laughs> much Dr better Scott now. do you have
3: any of that stressless
2: man look at the time lady Di we, <clears throat> we gotta
1: get out of here. Oh, gotta go yeah. thanks for calling
4: okay. he loves it when I'm on the show.
1: Just letting y'all do whatever y'all want to do. Feel free.
3: Sensei, you got anything?
4: I would like to have a beer, though.
1: Yeah, I would too. Amen. Wine. No. 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 Let's go. You will never see me drink a drop of wine again as long as I live. And even if I make it, which I'm not going to.
3: More for hold me. You, to
1: that, you don't have to worry about it. You will never see it ever happen again. And the thing is, last weekend, I asked the, you know, we were at a, a large event and I asked the waiter to just bring me another beer. The next thing I knew, he sat down a glass of, you know, a glass and filled it full of wine. And I'm like, I was, instead of being an asshole and going, dude, no, thank you. Could I just, cause that's how I felt like I was going to be an asshole if I had, cause he was frazzled. I just said, oh, hell with it. I'll just drink it. And then, of course, I was an asshole the rest of the night.
4: Mm -hmm. With many other assholes. Oh,
1: no, everybody was, it was unbelievable. The amount of alcohol that was drunk at that business event.
4: It was my work party. (laughs) It was fun. Ooh, yay.
1: But I felt like shit for two days afterwards. So that's really why. All right. Hey, thanks always go to Dr. Scott. Lady Diagnosis, my delightful Herpes-free wife, Tacey, and uh, uh, Sensei AJ. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Eric Nagel, Roland Campo, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, Fizz Watley, whose early support of this show, never went unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM, channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, On Demand, and other times at Don Wickman's Pleasure. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.